When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, what up, hey. baby? Yeah. Listening to those sound bites from us on the way in, I mean, we're already at the championship games. Uh, when Key, it reminds me, listening to us say, hey, I hope he doesn't mess it up. I hope he doesn't mess it up. It reminds me of what you say when there's a perfect pass and a receiver's running by himself, you know, into the end zone, game on the line. And you, t- yeah, if you, if you can't, if you're not yeah. watching ESPN2 right now, Key is pantomiming, imagining the ball. Like what? It, because that's really what it is. It's your, it's your imagination. What's going to win? The worst of your imagination mm-hmm. or your focus and your will, right? Like, what's that like when the ball is in the air? It's all day. I, I always think, you know, I was thinking about Cooper Cup the other day when that ball was in the air and he beat the defender clean and that ball is just in the air forever. The biggest play, the biggest moment. And I said to myself, man, if he dropped that ball, because that thing – it's you know you have no idea until you running in the field, on the field with eighty thousand people screaming, and it's just in it's not coming down. Like hurry up and come down. <laughs> what are you taking all day for? You know, and it's just one of those things, man. Jay, I mean that's the reason that sparked it in my brain is as we're coming in. I hope he doesn't mess it up. Mm. We're both we're all saying the same thing about both quarterbacks right like that's what when you say perform under pressure you got to have that thing in your brain that allows you to overcome it or is it ignore it Jay no it's not ignore it but I don't know Max I'm starting to readdress yesterday about the the comment don't mess it up like I I think that kind of refers in my opinion more to Jimmy G than it does Matthew Stafford and I, I know Matthew Stafford has been balling out uh, throughout the playoffs, but I, I feel like Jimmy G has done it more along the line, especially last game with special teams, right? So, I don't know, that bomb that Cooper Cup that Matthew Stafford threw kind of lets me know that he's ready for big moments because he elevated in that big moment. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Jimmy G doesn't have moments in him, but I, I think there's more to prove on the line for Jimmy G than Matthew Stafford but, but, right now. But that, that may that's be me. the key. That, that's just Jimmy G, Matthew Stafford. What about Sean McVay? who put this whole thing together, who pushed his chips to the middle of the table, who has no draft picks, you know, for a million years. They got to win the Super Bowl right now. You said, Key, that this is the biggest game in Sean McVay's career, right? Right now. Well, if you think about it, you think about it, and you go back to, I think it was 2018, they went to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, that Super Bowl, leading into that Super Bowl, throughout the course of the season, he was the boy genius, the wizard, right? He was the, dialing it up, getting it done. That Super Bowl game was the biggest game of his career. His butt cheeks got real tight. <laughs> he got real tight. That offense didn't look the same. Now, you look at where they are now in the NFC Championship game. 
this has become the biggest game in Sean McVay's entire head coaching career, and here's why. Now he has to get to the Super Bowl, a place that he was at in 2018 with Jared Goff that he traded away for because Matthew Stafford, he felt like, gave him the best chance to win the Super Bowl, not three years from now, this year. Jay, what He's four quarters away from getting to the Super Bowl in a, that he was with, with Jared Goff, and then he becomes four quarters away from winning the Super Bowl. So he's got to get to the Super Bowl. What if he does not get there and he gave up everything and then some to get to the Super Bowl and they don't even reach it. Key, that's a winning argument to me. That is a persuasive argument because he was a wonder boy, wasn't even supposed to be there already against Belichick with Jared Goff. We didn't know what was he really about yet. This is now he's older and not that much older, but still he's more of a veteran coach. I think. Yeah, right. He's an old yeah. man. And and he has he went to get the quarterback we know is better than Goff. I, I you have convinced me that this but, is the biggest game of McVay's career. But, but Jay, I want to get to something you said. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Jimmy G, he's been in a Super Bowl. Is this the biggest game of Jimmy G's career? I don't know if it's the biggest game. I think it's a walk towards redemption, considering he missed the big play during the Super Bowl. I think it's a huge opportunity for you to start looking at Jimmy G differently, considering how he played against Dallas, right? Uh, considering that he hasn't – people are always utilizing him as the excuse about, hey, this team wins because Kyle Shanahan. This team wins because of their defense or special teams. It's never been because of Jimmy G. So I think it's a major opportunity. I did want to add one little caveat, though, Max, to what Key said that I think adds the extra element of pressure onto all the great elements that Key laid out. The fact that people, the narrative, which – look, the, the facts is in the pudding, right? is the fact that Kyle Shanahan has dominated Sean McVay the last six times, too. They played now. You got to get rid of that, too. That's that, So that's an extra element added on to that now that, that. It, there's – I don't care what anybody says. When a player gets the best of another player or a coach, you try to act like that stuff doesn't matter. But in the back of your mind, you really want to beat his tail really, really bad. Yeah. It's extra fuel added to the fire. And there's different teams, different players, team coaches, things of that nature. When you talk about Jimmy G's, is this the biggest game for him? No, it's not. Redemption would be great, but Jimmy G is already out the door. He's already out the door. Even if he wins the Super Bowl, it may make things a little harder for them to move on because fan base, the fan base, people would be like, oh, man, what did you do when he won you the Super Bowl? But clearly, he wasn't your long-term answer at the quarterback spot because you went out and traded up to get Trey Lance. You're not trading up to get Trey Lance to move on from Trey Lance. That does, It doesn't work that way. You traded up to get Trey Lance because you felt like Trey Lance was a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. You identified Jimmy Garoppolo as a player that could ride the bus, drive it, so to speak, and at times he may give you a fender bender, but you'll fix it and you get back on the road. That's what he has become for the San Francisco 49ers. So it's not really a, a huge, you know, it's just not a, a huge I, thing in like, his career for me. Well, that's straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. It sounds like you guys are on the same page. And you know what? I agree. 
about I feel you persuaded me about McVay. This is the biggest game of McVay's career, Key. It's not for Jimmy G. And furthermore, Jay, your point about the march on the on the road to redemption, this is the next step, right? Then mm-hmm. you got the Chiefs, let's say, or even if it's Burrow in the Super Bowl. But the fact is, almost no matter what he does, there the the impression is, and if this is everyone's impression, it's probably true at this point that he does what he says. He drives the bus. He's he's not along for the ride, but he's really just steering the ship. He's not giving you anything extra. Yeah. That's why they drafted Trey Lance. That's why people think Jimmy G is is not really uh for whatever is not elite. It's why they're it's kind of like looking for an upgrade even though this could very well be the second Super Bowl he's been in. Which in three is which years. is which is wild in when you think about it, how many Super Bowl winning? Let's just assume he wins the Super Bowl. Yeah. How many Super Bowl winning quarterbacks doesn't parlay that into a hundred million, hundred and fifty million dollar contract? Jimmy G can win the Super Bowl and be on the streets. Yeah, it's nuts. Uh, it's, <sighs> I don't know being on the streets. When I say on the streets, I hear what you're I mean, saying not be like the highest paid. No, meaning like not be with the 49ers again. Yeah. Like be on the streets, like he's moving. He's he won't be a nine. If he wins the Super Bowl, can you really just let Jimmy G go? It'll be hard, but based on you drafted Trey Lance and all of those sort of things and how Jimmy know, G man. has played along the way, you got to make a commitment on that situation. The more, I, the more things change, mm-hmm. guys, in Chicago, the more they stay the same. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Matt Eberflus, the Colts defensive coordinator, is the new head coach for the Chicago Bears. The new general manager, Ryan Poles. Ryan Poles is young, and he wanted to work together with somebody else who is young. I love the hire if he brings an offensive coordinator with him that's very good. And that's the million-dollar question. I'm looking at this guy right now, and I'm like, you got Justin Fields. Justin Fields is the future of this franchise. Why would you go and hire a defensive coordinator? Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We're on ESPN, too. We're on the ESPN app. One app, one tap, am I right? Mm-hmm. You say, play ESPN on your smart speakers. Boom, we're right there. Download the podcast. So, guys, the Bears hired Colts defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus to be their new head coach. 
So they're replacing Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy with Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus. Can't make this Ryan stuff and up. Matt are our football guys. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. I mean, that's pretty good, Key. Yeah, they, oh, they don't. <clears throat> oh, geez. Water? They don't have to. Uh, they don't have to change the parking signs, you know, out front. They could just the last names. They peel those off. Front names, just put them back on. Ryan and Matt are our football guys. That's George McCaskey from and hopefully, last year talking and, about Poles and Nagy, by the way. And Jesus. hopefully, their seasons together will not go the same way the last Ryan and Matt's went. I I got to tell you, between McCaskey and Phillips, and I hope it works out. And Nagy, sorry. Sorry, but, uh, um, no, it's all good. I, I just wonder, like, what are we doing? You heard Stephen A. talk about this. And, and Key talked about it yesterday about, you know, play calling offensive coordinators who then become head coaches and their success in the league. And I'm not saying that you can't build a team around defensive principles, but with Justin Fields there and your roster, you're sitting there saying, damn, that's the direction you decided to go? See, I don't – I don't look. So – David Kaplan's with us now, guys, from ESPN 1000 Chicago. Good morning, Cap. Good morning. How are you? What's Cap, up, Cap? You said. All good, man. Just driving through six inches of snow that's coming down. Well, it ain't all good then. <laughs> Cap, you said. All good. You said that this hire was the most important hire in the history of the Bears, like the head coaching hire because of Justin Fields, right? So you hire a defensive guy. Does that make the offensive coordinator hire now the most important hire ever for this franchise? It's certainly right there with it. Like, I couldn't disagree more vehemently with people who go, you got to hire an offensive guy. You got, you know, Justin Fields or whoever the quarterback is. If you, know, you got this young quarterback, let me ask you a question. The best offenses we've seen had a guy who was picked in the sixth round, Tom Brady, who, by the way, his head coach who helped develop him is the greatest ever, was a D.C. Pete Carroll, D.C. Mike Tomlin, D.C. John Harbaugh, special teams guy. Uh, Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel, I love that dude. He's a D.C. I don't care. Sean McDermott, D.C. Get the right O.C., let him do his deal. Just give me the right leader of 53 men, please. Hold people accountable, and let's ball out and let's go. Well, that's true. That is, and the reason Cap is true is because if you hire a defensive coordinator, defensive coordinators typically focus in on the defensive side of the ball as they build their roster. Now I'm going to be Debbie uh-huh. Downer for a minute for you. I'm going to I'm going to mm-hmm. make the Chicago people pull their hair out. When you okay. think about the defensive coordinators in this league. Let's go as far back as Coach Tony Dungy, my coach at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Our offense, not very good for many years. He couldn't find the right offensive coordinator. He, we went through Mike Shula, Les Steckel, Clyde Christensen, right? Uh-huh. That, uh-huh. Tony was eventually fired. He went to the Indianapolis Colts. He didn't touch the offense. He fixed the defense. Tom Moore ran the offense. They went ahead and won the Super Bowl with no problem right. at all. Vic Fangio, right. defensive-minded coach at the Denver Broncos. Defense is solid and sound. Never could fix the offense, and he got fired. So what happens is 
if you can somehow figure out as a defensive coordinator how to do things on an offensive side of the ball and hire the right people, you have to bring in the right guy. This is why I thought that if you hired Jim Caldwell, for instance, who has an offensive mind, who could tutor the kid, but also has head coaching experience that knows how to build a staff, you are in a much better position to succeed. That's just me. When I look at it, I can look at as, as, as good as Rex Ryan was with the Jets, he never could fix the offense. Todd Bowles never could fix the offense. Just because they're defensive minds. Yeah, but is that on them or Mark Sanchez just wasn't that good? The quarterbacks they had in Tampa weren't that good. But if Justin Fields is who we think he is, look at the Buffalo Bills. Like our guy Justin Fields, I hope he's as good as Josh Allen. But what if he is, they get the right offensive guy, Mike Kafka, let's say, from Kansas City, who has ties here. He played at Northwestern. Kevin O'Connell didn't call him plays for the L.A. Rams. What if that dude says, I'll come to Chicago and call your plays because then I can go be a head coach, and the kid is good. Sign me up. I just want the right guy that commands our locker room and says, we're having accountability. We are going to play a certain style of football. Like if Mike Vrabel was a free agent, how many teams would say, I'll take that guy in a second? Ryan Tannehill's not that good. Mike Vrabel's offense didn't struggle last week because he's a bad coach or he couldn't fix the offense, his quarterback turned it over. My guy's the right quarterback. Jay's going to be coming in eating dinner with me at Chicago Cut. We're going to be wearing Bears gear. (laughs) You're probably right about that. David Kaplan, co-host of Kaplan J. Hood on ESPN 1000 Chicago, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. Cap, I got to ask you, so who should the next OC be? Uh, like that Mike Kafka name intrigues me a lot. Played at Northwestern. Uh, just a guy who's really well respected in the game and is ready to take the next step. The guy with the L.A. Rams is intriguing to me. Look at that pool of guys who maybe aren't calling plays but already are OCs, and maybe those guys fit. Again, this thing has got to get fixed on the offensive line. I thought Olin Cruz had a great point yesterday. We did a show together. He said, I would put my money into, first and foremost, the best left tackle on the market. Move Tevin Jenkins to right tackle, Larry Borm to right guard. Now let's see what we can do. Got to get it right with Fields. You look at Josh Allen. And he got an arm, ridiculous. But Fields got every athletic quality you want and was a, a farther along, I think, in his development than Josh Allen, you know, in college. By the time he got to the league, it seemed to me, got to get this right. Thanks, Cap, as always. Chicago Cut, Cap, I'm Have ready. a good day, gentlemen. And here the Bulls are going to be okay, Jay. I know. We'll be all right. And We'll be good. Thanks, Cap. An outside-the-box idea for the next Bears offensive coordinator. Just said, most important higher in the history of one of the most esteemed franchises in the history of American team sports. That's next. Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, 
Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. As we head into the AFC Championship game this weekend, we're giving a ton of credit to Andy Reid for getting to his fourth straight championship game for the second time. Oh, Andy Reid. I think establishing himself as the best coach not named Bill Belichick, at least it was that way on Key's list, the Eagles in the 2000s and now the Chiefs. But he has had one OC for these last four, and it's the Chiefs' offense that, let's face it, we're, we're going to tell our grandkids about. And that's Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator who interviewed for the Broncos' job and did not get it, and that was the only job he's interviewed for. Here's Chris Carlin and... Harry Douglas on Greeny yesterday. Does Eric Bieniemy need to go somewhere else and get out from underneath the shadow of Andy Reid, as unfair as that may be, and maybe be the offensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears and show that he can do it on know. his own with a quarterback? But I and think it's that's not bull, all just Andy Reid. I, I think that's BS because I, I think, think it is too. Because everybody saying, else who got there. coaching jobs from being under Andy Reid, nobody else questioned that. Totally that. agree. So, so to say that about Eric Bieniemy, I think it's BS. I think it's it, it, Harry's right. It is a bunch of nothing. It's it's look in the end, moving the goalposts every single time Eric Bieniemy's name pops up for a head coaching vacancy, and then when he goes to interview, it's something different. Or every single time I'm watching these games on networks, whether it's CBS or NBC or Fox, they're calling these games. The first thing they refer to is, well, what a great play by uh, a, a great design and play called by Andy Reid. Well, it's not being called by Andy Reid. Stop sending that out there with that false narrative when we all know that Eric Bieniemy has been calling plays as such. I mean, how did that work for you and Matt Nagy hiring Matt Nagy? How did that work for you, Jay? That didn't work for you because you hired a dude that. Interview well. We hear that Eric Bieniemy doesn't interview well. Well, what is the interview and who's the persons doing the interviews? How can they relate to Eric Bieniemy? Eric Bieniemy's relationship is with the players. His relationship isn't with the people that are interviewing him. That's a problem. When you have people that don't understand certain individuals, Brad Childress did a hell of a job interviewing. He got run out of Minnesota. I mean, I can point to countless coaches. Joe Judge, great interview. Oh, great interview. 
How did that work out for the Giants? I mean, like, stop moving the goalposts. Just hire the people that know what they're doing and how to coach football. Just do that. Keith, speaking of who calls the plays for the Kansas City Chiefs, let's hear directly from the horse's mouth and Andy Reid. So EB and I spent a ton of time working through all of that stuff and just making sure that we're uh, we're rolling and dancing the same dance there. And I, I have full trust in that. When people say EB doesn't call the play, EB does. I mean, he literally calls the plays in there. And, and then um, I have full trust that if he has a, an idea and he wants to shoot it, then he puts it in and we go. And I, I never question that. So now we just heard from Andy <laughs> Reid. So hopefully, hopefully this weekend, this Sunday, when a play is called, not a bad play, but a good play, Eric Bieniemy gets the credit for calling the play. Well, see, I, I think you're doing what we need to start doing more in media. There are a lot of media members that when you talk about these games or when they're breaking down these games, Andy Reid's resume is so incredible, what he's been able to do at two different organizations. I think naturally, by default, people just give him all the credit. Instead of being able to say, actually, this is Eric Bieniemy who is leading this offensive innovation, working collaboratively with Andy Reid. I'm not saying it's, it's, it's right, Key. I, it feels that's what people are doing. Hey, but you guys- didn't do it for Matt Nagy and Doug Peterson, and you didn't do it for Sean McVay when he was with the Washington football team and Jay Gruden. You didn't say, what a great play call by Jay Gruden. You said a great play call by Sean McVay. Key, do you think uh, that it's a really good question? You, uh, Jay just pointed it out and played you the audio. Andy Reid is saying that dude calls the plays. So let me ask you something. What do you, because it's baffling, right? Is it intentional? Is it willful? Or is it ignorance? In other words, when, when it is said on television, is it that, during the broadcast, is it that, the person saying it is unaware or forgetful. Maybe Reed holds something up to cover his face and it looks like he's calling it. Or is it that for whatever reason someone is selling you that story? Uh, because it is baffling. It's, it's a couple things for me personally. It's laziness, okay? And it's easy to say, like Jay was saying, because of the resume, it's easy to just say he's calling the plays. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, it, and in your mind, you know better because you go to pre-production meetings You're going to talk in pre-production meetings. You're going to talk to the offensive coordinator and the head coach. You know in pre-production on a Saturday for a Sunday game when you're sitting down talking to the coaches, who's calling the play? Like, you know. Right. So I just don't understand why it continues to happen to Eric Bieniemy over and over again. So They try for so much, Max, Mm -hmm. to say that about Bruce Arians. And then eventually it was like, no, no. <laughs> yeah. We got to start saying Byron Leftwich because Leftwich mm-hmm. is actually the person calling the plays. And so we're going to give him his due because everybody is saying it and they just decided that that was the way they wanted to go. But also, Max and Key, this is what blows my mind. Obviously, he's overly qualified to be a head coach in the NFL. You watch what he's been able to do with Patrick Mahomes and how Patrick Mahomes has turned into – the, one of the greatest quarterbacks the game of football has ever seen. 
four straight AFC championship games. We have a lack of representation of black head coaches in the NFL. What the hell is the problem? Well, What's the problem? In the case of the the Broncos hire, guys, if they wind up with Aaron Rodgers, I'm not even looking their way. I get it. You did what you had to do. And Nathaniel Hackett may be a great head coach. We will see. So I look at I look at a team like because but but so often each team has a plausible reason why they did this just guy just happens to be white. But when you look at the history of the league at a certain point, you go, OK, but if you take a step back, the picture that's being painted here ain't good. Here's what Troy Vincent, the NFL's executive vice president of football operations, said on this show Wednesday about Eric Bieniemy. Black coaches in particular and many others outside of that, that circle. We are still looking for that grace to be afforded to co- Coach Bieniemy. That has been afforded to Brad Childress, Pat Shermer, Doug Peterson, and Matt Nagy. All shared the same role as Coach B. None have had the success. He's going to a fourth straight championship game. Calls plays, shares the play calling duties with Coach. We're still looking for that grace to be extended. Absolutely. And I just said that without even hearing what Troy said. Because I can look in my mind, Jay, as I said, Matt Nagy, Doug Peterson, Brad Childress. I can go on and on and on across the National Football League. I can even to a point what you just mentioned, Max, about Nathaniel Hackett. Yes, he called plays in Jacksonville. They didn't win a Super Bowl, though. They went to one AFC championship game. But then he's in Green Bay. He's not calling plays. But you elect to hire him for whatever reason. Maybe you get Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, Maybe I mean, you yeah. don't. Right. I can point to many people. I can point to Matt LeFleur. Okay. <laughs> I can point to him. I can also point to guys that just happen to be on staffs of other guys, but they get the opportunity to become air coaches. And it's the furthest thing from calling plays that we continue to keep doing. We move the goalposts. Three years ago, it was you needed to be a coordinator defensive or offensively to get a head coaching job. Now there, there are too many there, black offensive coordinators. They're like, well, we're not sure about that anymore. That is correct. <laughs> but check this out, though. Then all of a sudden, Joe Judge got hired, and it was a special teams coordinator. <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah, well, you know, he calls special teams, so therefore he could command the entire room with all the players. It's just like a head coach, so it was okay to hire him. It's like it, it just – it's – upsetting, it's frustrating, and it's mind-boggling, Jay, because every single year we keep having this conversation. Now, the cycle is not over. We still got a little bit, Jay, to go. Mm -hmm. It's not over with. But two hires and no minorities, African-Americans, have been hired, but yet and still – a month ago, they've been fired. And Max, I I, I know you, you you didn't do it maliciously, but it, it's a theme that I've I've heard a lot of other people say mm-hmm. about qualification for these type of jobs. He's like, well, these guys just happen to be white, right? Yep. Like that's so frustrating for me to hear, because I'm sitting there saying, well, it, well, I understand that, but that's saying that there aren't qualified. African Americans. No, I didn't say that. No, I, I know that. Like I said that. I just I prefaced everything by saying I know you didn't say that. Mm-hmm. I know it didn't come out that way. I've just it's a theme that I feel like I live with because it's it almost feels as if that narrative implies that there aren't qualified African Americans for yes. those 
Jay, that's positions, the, and that's the frustration. That's the very point. That's yes. what I'm saying. When you look at each individual case, the, the case can be made by the team and often is, and it's persuasive yes. to white people, even white people who aren't don't self-identify as racist, right? It just seems reasonable. That is a good re- – but then that's why I say take a step back and look at it, y'all. It went from, what, eight African-American coaches. That number is too low. That, that suggests something's wrong. To one? It went in the wrong direction. It's an excuse. It's an excuse it, for everything, though, right? It's it it's an excuse that they don't interview well. That's the common theme. The common theme I is they don't interview well. I have another theory, well, actually. The I dudes think, that do interview well, they get fired in two and three years. Let me ask you something, guys. The story is the league is the story of what two positions, so to speak, coach and quarterback, right? Yep. The faces of the league. Faces of the league. A lot of African-American quarterbacks in the league now, right? I think on some level, it's an unconscious level. I don't think they're sitting in a room twirling their mustaches going, oh, too many black quarterbacks. We need fewer black coaches. But I I just notice a correlation. African-American quarterbacks, percentage rose drastically, dramatically. African-American coaches, percentage fell dramatically. I, I, is that is there a correlation there? I, you know, there's a correlation. I don't know if it's causal, but Dan Graziano is here giving the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Good morning, Dan. Morning, Max. How are you? Good. What are you what are you hearing around the league about why Eric Bieniemy only got one job interview during this cycle with the Broncos? I think a lot of, I think a lot of it is the fact that he's already interviewed with so many teams over the last couple of years, right? Like there are teams that have sort of made the decision to hire someone else and moved on, and now are not, you know, now some of these teams are hiring again, right? Like the the New York Giants looked at Eric Bieniemy a couple cycles ago, and but they did not bring him in for an interview this time around, so. Whatever the reason is that they didn't hire him in the first place uh, seems to have stuck with these teams, uh, and they don't they don't put him on their list. I I don't again. I mean, Key is right. I mean, the stuff you hear is stuff you don't even want to necessarily repeat on air because sometimes it's stuff that's used against people unfairly, right? Like you, like if you tell me a guy doesn't interview well, like my my brain shuts down. Like, what does that mean? Like, what are you looking for? Are you looking for somebody to come in and just dazzle you, or are you looking for somebody to to come in and explain to you? Um, you know, how day one, day two, day day three of training camp is going to work and plot it all out. Like, what are you? There's no way that every single team has a specific bar of, like, you have to interview this well on this particular topic. So I, I think it's a lot of excuses. I mean, it may just be that, you know, that the teams don't think he's, compared to other candidates, that they, they don't like him as well. But, again, it's it just considering that the, the people who were ahead of him in line in that same job he's got right now – you know, Doug Peterson, Matt Nagy, guys like that, end up with head coaching jobs kind of first shot out of the box, it's a bad look. There's no doubt about it. But I do think we're at a point now where other black coaches other than Eric Bieniemy, are going to get opportunities, and he may not. That And that is true, Dan. But here's, one, here's what I think EB should do, and you tell me if this is far-fetched. I think the, the Hunt family is a tremendous family, no question about it. I kind of know them from my Dallas Cowboy days because they, they live in the Dallas area. So, Coach Tony Dungy was the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. He retired. Coach Caldwell took over and got his first opportunity with Peyton Manning at quarterback. When Andy Reid retires, I'm, you know, we figure, what, two years, three years? Should Eric be enemy just sit tight and wait for that to happen and be the heir apparent, take over and play 
and Patrick Mahomes is his quarterback for the next 10 years, and we don't even have to worry about Eric B. and me getting a job? I guess you could, if you position that as a choice, but I, it doesn't seem like he's got one, right? Like, I mean, he, he, I would not turn down another head coaching job in favor of that. I mean, Andy Reid is, I mean, he's continuing to climb up the all-time wins list. As long as Patrick Mahomes is in his prime, it's going to be tempting for Andy to stay. Uh, a lot of these guys coach, you know, into their 70s. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know that I would count on that. But, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, it's possible. Look, it is, there is a way on the books for a team to designate a successor. Um, it doesn't tend to work out very well. You don't see it happen very often. But, yeah, if Andy has a plan and they want to elevate Eric Bieniemy to replace him when, when he's done, then, sure, that's possible. But I think it's all hypothetical right now because I'm not sure that's, that's in Andy Reid's mind. Dan, do you think Eric Bieniemy has to leave Kansas City and become an OC somewhere else to get more recognition to have an opportunity? No, I don't think I, I don't know that there's a way he could get more recognition. I mean, he's he's prominently featured in these discussions now every single year. Everybody knows about him. They're in the Super Bowl all the time. I guess to your point, you know, there's still a perception that that it's Andy Reid's offense and Andy Reid is ultimately calling the plays. And I think there's there's a lot of truth to that perception. So, yeah, possibly if he goes somewhere, where it's clearly his show. Right. Like if he if he went with with one of these defensive head coaches, and, and then now he's running the offense and he does a good job. In theory, yes. But again, that wasn't required for Matt Nagy and Doug Peterson to yeah, get their head coaching no. jobs. <laughs> and, and Andy Reid actually just said that EB, Eric Bieniemy is actually calling the damn plays. So stop the narrative out there in the world, right, Dan? Like, just stop it. But let me ask you about another, co- another head coach. In fact, Mike McCarthy is uh, returning to mm-hmm. the Dallas Cowboys, but so is Dan Quinn. What does this all mean for the Cowboys, in particular Mike McCarthy? Well, the ability to run it back, but also certainly the presence of a coach on his staff that the, that the ownership would probably feel good about elevating to the head coach position if something went wrong with McCarthy. Um, <laughs> Quinn is still getting paid by the Atlanta Falcons. He's not desperate to leave. I, I think he and, and almost everyone you talked to for the past several weeks thought he was going to get the Broncos job, and so he didn't, so he goes back. Um, look, I mean, the Cowboys' recent history is, you know, good year, bad year, good year, bad year. If they have a bad year, then you're looking at the potential for change, and you're looking at Ed Quinn might be positioned well to ascend uh, to that spot. But, um, you know, it's not he wouldn't be the only one interested in it. Um, the guy that just left the New Orleans Saints would certainly be somebody who would come up in our conversations, I would think. Yeah, he, Quinn didn't get the Broncos job. Huh? Correct. Nathaniel Hackett got the Broncos he did. job. Are you going to be one of the people who sits here and tells me, yes. oh, it's a coincidence. No. He hap- it happened no. to be Aaron Rodgers said no. he'd be a great head no. coach, and then they hired him, and now uh, we'll see what happens with Rodgers. Yeah. No, I'm not going to be one of those people. Great. I think there's a connection. Excellent. I don't, I don't want to undermine Nathaniel Hackett's credentials, I mean, it may be that he's going to be a great head coach, even if he doesn't get Aaron Rodgers. But, yeah, I mean, if you want to get Aaron Rodgers and you just hire the, his offensive coordinator as your head coach, a guy that Aaron has said, I hope he doesn't go anywhere, 
Unless I do, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm putting two and two together well, there. The question I have is, how do they get Devontae Adams there? Because he's yeah. going, too, but they're going to franchise him. How does that all work? Well, I don't think the Packers can afford to franchise him unless they make a whole bunch of other cap moves. Uh, so we'll yep, see. And, and right. the Broncos are pretty leveraged at that position. They, they've signed a bunch of their young guys. So Something we'll tells see. me, though. Uh, One of those might go the other direction yeah, in the trade. Yeah, yeah something tells me it may be Devontae Adams, I don't too. Mind, I don't mind all this reckless speculation. I think that's fine. <laughs> Dan, uh, I want to transition to the Raiders for one second. Uh, how, how real is that interest in Josh McDaniels? Very. I, I think it's a, a very legitimate possibility. Early on in the process, we thought um, this was the spot where Jim Harbaugh might land if he came back to the NFL. That seems to be, I mean, I, I don't know that it's completely ruled out, but it seems to be a little less buzzy than it was uh, a couple of weeks ago. McDaniels, uh, they've also interviewed Dave Ziegler from the Patriots front office. That could be kind of a package deal. Mm-hmm. Um, McDaniels, from my understanding, uh, because of, you know, everything that's happened with him in the past and, and not working out in Denver and then the thing with Indianapolis, uh, there's a perception that McDaniels can't go somewhere and, like, lose for a couple of years and, and build from the ground up. The opportunity to take over a playoff team is rare. And I think uh, this might be a spot where he looks at it as an opportunity to, to sort of hit the ground running and compete right away. Guys, maybe he interviews well. Three weeks later, he bails on you right after he agreed to coach your team. So that's that's kind of a but drawback. But the interview, what an interview. <laughs> yeah, what an interview. But if he decides, Dan, to go to the Raiders, what does it mean for Bill Belichick? Is Belichick going to, like, coach till he's 120? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. Maybe he's got some, like, you know – vampire blood going there then and he's got a I don't know look man I don't think McDaniels has ever positioned himself as uh I want to be the successor to Bill Belichick I think that's been thrown around speculation and uh I think Bill Belichick wants to coach long enough to take down Don Shula's wins record honestly and that's going to be a while so really yeah I do how how long Dan I I don't I I don't have the numbers in front of me key I don't know I think it's another three four years if he wins double figures Mm -hmm. so and that's an that's an if but, no, I think McDaniels wants to go do his own thing. He just wants to make sure it's the right spot. Yep, the right spot. <laughs> Vegas. I think, <laughs> I think Vegas. the enemy needs Las to talk Vegas. to McDaniel, rub up against him, get some of that interview juice on him yeah. or something. Got to figure that our, one out. All right, look, Max, go hang out with Sean McVay and just stand next to him. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Presto. Grow out the beard a little bit, Max. Just grow it out. Key says the next hire for the Bears is even more important than the last mm-hmm. one. And by the way, when he tells you why, you're going to agree. That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.